Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today is Barry. How are you today, Barry? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, despite the circumstances, the situation that we're all in at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. cabin feet kind of setting in slowly, but uh, yeah, just 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 still holding on to my sanity somehow. Yeah, we're all we're all trying to do that, I suppose. Um, so yeah, just want to kind of clarify a few things for the audience, because uh, obviously we've already done a gaming talk podcast this week, but this is, I'm calling this a bonus episode, if you will, because uh, of course this is part two of episode 200, 200 is a special number and a milestone, um, and I just wanted to yeah, I wanted to kind of include it as like a, a bonus episode, if you will. Um, so what we're going to be doing on this podcast, which I should also explain, because uh, of course we've also, we've, all, we've, all, we've already uh, talked about the week's news, uh, which obviously we did yesterday, so if you missed that podcast uh go and check that out as well that's episode uh 204 talked about uh sam fisher super mario which we're going to talk about a little bit here as well and also uh, bethesda dropping out of e3 uh so go and check that out and um yeah so basically what i'm going to do with barry today is we're just gonna just gonna have a casual little kind of chat about games of course um there's 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 certain you know rules to each podcast but then again uh, the podcast is also mine, so I can change those rules if I if I want to, because it's of course my thing. Uh, so it, it will be still a gaming talk episode, because uh, of course we're going to be talking about video games, but it won't be your normal standard uh, gaming talk episode, because there's going to be no news. Uh, we haven't got any emails, because we talked about those already this week. Uh, just wanted to chat to uh, Barry about games, because of course uh, Barry is fairly new here at Entertainment Talk. We've already discussed a few things, DC, horror, uh, lots of different things already in the in the two podcasts you did already. Yeah, yeah, because it was uh, DC we did, yeah. uh, and then the second one was like some some horror stuff. So check those out as well if you want to. Uh, there will be a category linked below with Barry's name, so if you want to check out those two, you can click on that and find those two episodes as well. Uh, but we've got a bunch of games. I just just you know I've just jotted them down. We're just gonna have a chat about them. Uh, some of them are out. Some of them are coming up. Uh, some anticipated games. Some some games that are coming out. Um, so uh, I'll start off with what I'm guessing. I I've got. The list of games written down and now I've got the question at the bottom written, uh, most anticipated game. But I think this one probably is your most anticipated game. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, we're of course getting the remake, uh, yeah, it must be next week. Because April 3rd, yes, is tomorrow. And that will be when uh, the Resident Evil 3 remake comes out, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and then I believe it's the 10th of April, if I'm remembering that correctly, for the uh, first part, I suppose, what they're doing uh, with the That's Resident Evil 7 uh, remake. So, um, yeah, how are you feeling kind of one week away, or eight days, I suppose, away from uh, release? Uh, well, excited would be an understatement. <laughs> uh, this this is hands down uh, my most anticipated game of the year. The Last of Us Two would be a pretty pretty close second. Uh, you know, this is a game that's spent nearly five years in development. This game was announced five years ago, and uh, from what I've played of it, from what I played of the demo, I'm very impressed with what I've seen. Certainly visually, it looks absolutely fantastic. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the original when it came out in 1997 on the PlayStation 1, is it, it still is one of my favourite games of all time. It was the game that very much introduced me to the Final Fantasy franchise and JRPGs in general. And obviously it's widely regarded by many fans to be arguably the best in the franchise, which is why this is the one they've chosen to, to basically remake. Um, I'm just, I just can't imagine how big this is going to be. Um, because, you know, as you said, this is the first installment. The game's going to be released episodically. And from what I know, the entire first chapter, which is what we're going to be getting in just over a week's time, is only going to be the first portion of what was the original game, which only accounted for about 20% of the game. So, needless to say, I can imagine they've obviously expanded the area of Midgar. There's so much more. Uh, to do and uh, I mean I don't know how many at this point how many episodes there are going to be and how long we're going to have to wait for for episode 2 but uh, it's a game that I'm very very excited for Um, I'll be honest I was a little apprehensive at first because I'm a huge fan of turn-based combat 
and uh, this obviously this basically injects you know the uh, the gameplay the fight mechanics very much of the later Final Fantasy installments from kind of Final Fantasy 12 onwards uh, but from what I've played of it so far uh, I think the fight mechanics uh, are really good I'm really excited to see the summons because obviously the summon materials are uh, very much a staple huge staple of the Final Fantasy franchise um, so I'm really looking yeah it, it's a game it, it's very rare that I get really really excited for a video game but uh, I think I'm going to be kind of uh, locked away in a room <laughs> playing this still yeah yeah, yeah. We won't we won't hear from Barry for a while now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for me it's a case that like I'm not into the I, w- I wouldn't say not into I never I never like grew up with Final Fantasy and all that sort of stuff. I did grow up, you know, in the nineties around that PlayStation One era with all the nineties classics and you know the Metal Gears, the Final Fantasies, the Crash Bandicoots. But for me, like I said, the like I've said before, the Crash Bandicoot was more instead of me growing up with the Final Fantasy stuff. In the 90s, it was more the Crash Bandicoot stuff because uh, we we had a little conversation the other week about what's the first game we remember sort of seeing and playing, and at least from what I can remember at the moment, being 25, almost 26, um, is Crash Bandicoot and probably you know early early um, FIFA uh, and and stuff like that. So because uh, the earliest I remember playing FIFA is 2000 or like 2001, roughly. I uh, didn't play it properly, but that's sort of like my earlier gaming memories um so for me with final fantasy it's more of a case of like okay i can see why this has got a lot of you know critical acclaim and why people really like it and i don't know if this is more the general consensus among the fan base but when i jumped in i did i did play the whole demo and uh the reason i haven't already discussed that is because i was saving those impressions specifically for this podcast with barry with the whole final fantasy thing um because the demo obviously got released a few weeks ago but uh we, we're doing the podcast now um but for for me, it was like okay, I I jumped in and didn't really. I had kind of middle expectations. Didn't think it was going to be terrible. Didn't uh, think it was going to be like amazing or whatever. And I th- I thought it kind of it met my expectations of kind of middle, because um, you know I haven't got that sort of nostalgic background with the game, and I wasn't sort of looking for like oh they've changed this or that. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff because I wasn't familiar with the game at all. I I like I knew who like Cloud was, and I think it's Tifa and and some of the other characters. Uh, I I I'd seen them before and stuff, and there's been a lot of talk about like adding cloud to uh smash brothers you know the the uh, nintendo super smash brothers ultimate game which hasn't happened yet but of course there's always rumors about things uh so that's about the, the stuff that i knew and then i knew i knew it used to be like turn-based and things but this is going to be obviously different and i saw how that was and then we kind of had the conversation about like um because there was the two there's the casual uh was it classic or casual or something and then there's easy normal and hard or, or something like that and i remember just jumping in and being like okay i'm just i'm just here to just see what this game is like jumped in with normal and that's where you have to do more of the combat. And I, I didn't quite click with the combat that much. And like, I, 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 I don't know, it didn't really work for me in the same way. And then you kind of told me about the, the uh, either classic or casual, uh, I think it's called classic, uh, game mode. Where it's a bit more automatic from cloud, but then you're still doing spells and other stuff. And I, I jumped back into the demo, played like the first little section of it. Didn't play the whole demo again, but played the first little section. And that clicked for me a lot, lot better. Because what I want to sort of do with this game, now that I know a bit more about the combat, obviously I'm expecting it to change and evolve a little bit over time. Uh, and not stay obviously completely the same. I'm, I'm expecting you'll you know, unlock things and, and all that sort of thing. Um, what I'm kind of going in for is like, okay, I'm, I'm more, I'm much more here for the characters. I am interested in these people and to see what they're going to do. And the combat's going to be a bit more of a secondary thing to me of just like, okay, this is what I, this is what I'm using to get these characters through this story. So, um, I mean, is that kind of the general consensus that like the characters are more the interesting part than anything else? Because I know that they're like quite loved that some, some of those characters and that. Yeah, I mean, of all of all of all the games in the franchise, I, I think you could probably say that Final Fantasy VII has the most iconic, the most recognisable characters of any yeah. game in the franchise. You've got Cloud, you've got Sephiroth, who obviously went on to star in the Kingdom Hearts franchise as well. Uh, it is it is a very story driven game. Mm-hmm. definitely but i think when i played it because i was 15 years old when final fantasy i'd never even heard of final fantasy i mean i kind of feel ashamed for saying that they'd already <laughs> had six but it was only the first fight it was the first final fantasy game to ever actually be released for western audiences um and needless you know it quickly became the best-selling playstation one of game of all time and at that point in my life at 15 years old i'd never played a game with so much scope the mm. game was huge it's massive um 
you know, uh, Strunicon three discs, which I never actually even completed it. But it, it is very story driven. It is very character driven. Um, but obviously, the turn based battles in the original do play a massive part. There's a lot of grinding involved. That's the thing with JRPGs. You can't just kind of run through. <laughs> no, you can't. You have to level. If you, if you decide to just kind of rush through, um, you're going to get to bosses that are literally impossible to defeat. So it is about leveling up. There is def a definite strategy for, for each fight, certainly for each boss fight. Um, but yeah, at its core, it, it really is about the story, uh, the characters. Um, there's obviously, there were actually two optional characters in the original Final Fantasy VII as well. You could actually go through the whole game without getting them. They were optional. And they were Yuffie and Vincent. I'd imagine they're probably going to be in the new version too. Um, but... Uh, it was just, you know, a fifteen, my fifteen-year-old self. I never actually played a game with such story, and a game that, I mean, I must have accumulated around sixty-plus hours of gameplay and didn't even complete it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and it's the game hold responsible for me not studying while I was at secondary school. Instead of studying for my GCSEs, I was uh, playing that about seven or eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it it's it's got a lot to uh yeah answer for cool yeah so uh yeah part two or final fantasy 7 will be released uh what 2030 on the playstation 6 probably so <laughs> we'll, we'll see uh when that comes out yeah i know their estimate is is they've said two years but i take that with a massive pinch of salt at the mm. moment but yeah it will definitely be obviously for the next playstation um i mean i'd kind be of on the playstation 5 yeah i was joking about the playstation 6 of course yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah it'll probably be on the, the ps5 I'm, i imagine then it would use some sort of backwards compatibility thing with your save then it would have to wouldn't it so um it, w it would yeah. yeah like the the progress and not necessarily choices but you know your save data from your story already so um yeah, we'll see what that ends up being like. Um, yeah, I think that's mostly what we want to talk about with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, comes out next Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the 10th. I'm pretty sure I've, I, I checked that um, earlier. Just quickly. And... Huh? Sorry. I think yeah. Final Fantasy VIII, IX are... I wouldn't put them far behind. And I can fully understand why some people think Final Fantasy VII is kind of the overrated one. I think it's a great game, but some people are like... Why does everyone talk about Final Fantasy VII and nobody really talks about Final Fantasy VIII or IX? Um, for some reason, I don't really know why, the character of Cloud has obviously become quite an iconic video game character, probably the most recognisable character in the whole franchise. But I wouldn't really say he's really got any more character than a lot of the other main prota uh, protagonists in a lot of the Final Fantasy games. I don't know what it is. I think it's the huge sword, the Cloudbuster sword, the spiky blonde hair. Uh, he just seems to have been, he seems to have become pretty much the mascot for the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, Despite I, I the whole franchise, wrong characters after it. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII is the one that seems to get a lot of attention because I've actually spoken to people that say Final Fantasy VII, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy VI, is probably the best in the franchise mm -hmm. um but i think it's because seven was the first to be released worldwide that was the one that most people played it was the one that really kind of maybe got them into the franchise that it, it, it's probably become you know the most famous yeah yeah uh, i mean to me when i think about final fantasy 7 not very often but if it comes up uh usually usually it's cloud and final fantasy 7 that uh, come to mind so yeah. Uh, but there you go check out that uh, next Friday if you're getting that of course as well today's sponsor is Kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. 
that's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment and then all you need to do is support us at the one dollar level tier that will get you access to all of the ad free podcasts that we've done in in the past and get you access to all the ad free podcasts in that month as well so it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts you can also become a patron at the three dollar level tier that gets you access to ad free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a tv show or a film of entirely your choice that's one per month for either a tv show or a film review which is at the three dollar level tier as always thank you very much for listening back to the show game okay, uh you did play Mega Man, didn't you yeah, yeah, I recently yeah. bought the uh, the Mega Man X Legacy Collection for the uh, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I've always been a Mega Man fan. I've always liked Mega Man. Uh, I think Mega Man Two was uh, was my introduction to the franchise. Which, again, it's regarded by many to be one of the best, if not the best, game in the franchise. And uh, I think the Mega Man games are great games from the kind of eight bit era. You know, when games typically there were a lot more. Uh, challenging really tough games churned out within that era and Mega Man is one of them franchises they're pretty tough um and the Mega Man X uh collection which started on the Super Nintendo that was kind of moving into the 16-bit era um you know it's no exception there they're pretty challenging um again I've never actually I've always been a Mega Man fan but never actually completed a single game um, but I always enjoy playing them. It's, you know, good platforming kind of shooters. And uh, there's a definite strategy to them games. I still think it's one of Capcom's best franchises of all time. Um, but there is actually a definite strategy with them games because obviously you can actually choose to do any of the levels in any order that you want. And obviously each level has its own boss, but every boss has their own kind of weakness. So if you know the pattern, you know, the right level to do to get to the right weapon which is really effective against a certain boss um yeah there's a definite kind of element of uh, strategy to it but yeah very impressed i mean I, it's the mega man x legacy collection part one which is basically the first four games in the franchise which are actually the best four i think the franchise went a little downhill with kind of mega man x5 and x6 um which it kind of moved over into the playstation onto the playstation one there um, but, uh, yeah, really good games, kind of, you know, old school gaming. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty hardcore. I mean, it, 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 them games take a lot of, uh, they take a lot of skill and a lot of patience to, to actually complete. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I can't speak to really anything Mega Man related. I wrote it down cause I remember you said that you'd, uh, played it so i can't speak to any of it really because i haven't played uh, a single second of uh, of mega man it's a game I, i'm i'm curious about because i do hear a lot of good things um but i got i think i've got to find the right collection and the right place to sort of jump into because i don't want to what i don't want to kind of do is accidentally play a game that's like who knows maybe accidentally pick the worst game in the franchise and don't and don't know or or like the second worst or whatever and then I get like you know a bad taste from the game, and then it like puts me off it. So um, it just depends uh, what's out there for that. But I'm 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 into platforming stuff and and that sort of thing. So uh, it it could be something uh, worth looking at one day. I would, uh, would definitely say Mega Man Two. I'd say Me- Mega Man Two, which Mega Man Two is it's ironic really because Mega Man Two is regarded as one of the best, but it's also one of the easiest. It probably is the easiest game in the whole franchise. Um, I've actually got to the final boss a few times, Dr. Wily. I've actually failed to, to, to actually beat him. But, uh, yeah, it, it's. I think it's Mega Man 2 is probably the most accessible mm-hmm. of all the games. Even the first Mega Man was hard as nails. The first Mega Man's a really good game, but I don't feel like the franchise really kind of found solid footing until, like, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3. So I'd say Mega Man 2 and 3 are probably the ones to kind of uh, probably jump on with. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, another game which uh, you've started playing very recently has just come out, um, Doom Eternal, which is giving you a, 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 a tough time <laughs> at the moment. Um, what, do you, what do you think of Doom Eternal so far and the challenge it's uh, given you? I'm really liking it. It's great stuff. I mean, Doom has always been one of my favourite first-person uh, 
shooter franchises. I remember when the first Doom came out, I was probably about 15, 16 years old when I played it. Uh, it was, you know, it was one of them video games that your parents didn't like you playing. It was an 18 certificate and, uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty kind of hardcore for its time. Uh, Doom Eternal, uh, I really liked the 2016 Doom. So uh, I was pretty excited for the follow-up. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. It's great stuff. It did catch me off guard as to how challenging it is. <laughs> yeah. um, got through the 2016 game quite comfortably, actually. I mean, admittedly, in the later stages, it gets pretty, you know, it gets pretty darn challenging. And uh, but I found uh, even on normal difficulty, Doom Eternal was 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 hard pretty much from the get go. Um, you can't stay still for more than a couple of seconds. You know, the enemies are relentless. Uh, you've got fire coming from all you know, from all angles. And uh, I had to kind of, you know, uh, kind of wimp out and put it down on uh, easy difficulty um but uh no it's really good stuff my in a way it kind of makes some improvements to, to to the first doom they've certainly i think they've tried to be a little more ambitious with this game as well because uh, it's not really just kind of first person shooting uh i was actually quite surprised as to how much platforming there is in the game as well and platforming isn't something that the doom franchise is renowned for and uh, admittedly, at times, I kind of feel like, you know, first person, you know, jumping platforming isn't really suited for a first person game. Um, but overall, it works quite well. There's obviously some puzzles and that as well. And uh, but, yeah, it's um, it's pretty tough. Um, I mean, I'm only probably, I think, just over a third of the way through the game. But I would recommend it to anyone that really did like the 2016 game. Haven't actually played the online multiplayer. I've heard some pretty pretty mixed things about that. But the uh, the campaign the campaign's pretty pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you really like Doom for the storyline anyway. The storyline's very yeah. kind of convoluted. Doesn't really make any sense. But you don't play Doom for storyline. It's never really had much in the way of storyline. It's all about just running about. It's fast, frantic, brutal action. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but no, overall, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very good. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was one thing that interested me about the uh, 2016 version when Bethesda even started talking about like, oh, it's going to have multiplayer. I was like, huh, not really sure Doom multiplayer could, could work. There's maybe a way you could make it work, but at the time, I was, uh, uh, you know, interested in seeing how they would maybe make that work. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's quite been successful, but obviously with the single player stuff. Um, and running through and killing all the, the demons and the bosses and that is uh, what really kind of grabs players. Um, I had no interest really when the 2016 one came out, but the more and more good stuff I hear about it and like how kind of challenging the game is and stuff, uh, it's it's got me curious enough to where I want to try out, well, both of them, the 2016 one and uh, Doom Eternal. I uh, just got to wait for them to kind of get sent to me, I suppose. Uh, I've got them I've got them both in my list actually, so uh, it, it would depend on which one I get sent first. Um but uh, no, I'm 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 curious to check that out and uh, see what the challenge with kind of the platforming is, is and uh, and things like that. I mean, unless you're kind of like Mirror's Edge or Dying Light, which are known for having some of the better um, first-person kind of platforming stuff, uh, it 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 can be kind of difficult sometimes. Um, like in when you look at something like a Call of Duty or something, you don't really have like you might climb on top of like a car or something or climb over a fence or something but you're not really you're not really platforming it's more kind of you just navigating to get to you know a better spot to pick someone up or something so because uh, that's obviously you know some of my more recent experience with the uh, first person stuff um so there you go um yeah you also you actually finished didn't you cuphead uh recently on switch as well um how did you find that you you found the bosses particularly kind of challenging i remember you telling me yeah C- cuphead's i mean Cuphead's a game I've wanted to, uh, me and my fiance went half on the Nintendo Switch a while back and uh, because I've had a PlayStation 4 for the last few years now and obviously, annoyingly, Cuphead's not on the PlayStation 4. So yep. Cuphead's a game, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I, want, I really want to play that. I've been waiting some quite some time to play it. So we got the Switch, bought it on the Switch and uh, yeah, I, I think it's great stuff. I mean, it's very much a love letter. To, to classic animation of the 1930s and then kind of rail shooters from yesteryear like Contra, etc. Uh, the game just looks beautiful. It's, it's ba- you know, the whole game's been hand-drawn. It's like a 1930s sim- Silly Symphonies cartoon that you're in control of. Uh, the level of craftsmanship in the game is it's just 
like I said, clearly a lot of love, a lot of love has has gone into this game for for that era of animation. And uh, yes, it is uh, it is challenging, um, very challenging. Uh, the boss fights. I mean, it's really a game about the boss fights. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's become renowned for its boss fights, and uh, yeah. But there's a great sense of accomplishment and rewardment to it. Um, a lot of the boss fights are very challenging. Uh, I only completed the game uh, a few days ago. Finally, beat the devil, and uh, I found out that I'd actually accumulated just over one thousand deaths. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it took a lot of time to get there. Um, I never put it on simple mode. Though. I went all the way through on normal difficulty. Um, but it was one of them games, even though I was dying left, right and centre, um, I never got bored. It, it, the game feels fair. It feels fair. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, it doesn't feel like it's impossible. It always feels like there's a sense of every, every boss feels doable, but it's really about, you know, it really kind of pushes your platforming and shooting skills to the limits um so you know it looks all cute on the exterior and all that but it's definitely not a game for kids it, it's it's pretty it's pretty hardcore as games go and um like i say it does it does a really good job of kind of replicating them eras of like eight bit games when games were tougher and i just think it's because i'm a huge animation fan i love animation from the 20s and 30s and onwards and it's just i just love to look at it the game just kind of oozes charm you know, and uh, yeah, so I'd, you know, I'd recommend it for anyone that loves animation, loves cartoons, and uh, somebody that likes a challenge, somebody that doesn't want to just kind of pick up a game and complete it within a couple of hours or so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll certainly have my challenge uh, in a few days when I face Nemesis, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about Resident Evil 3 uh, shortly. Uh, yeah, Cuphead for me, I mean... Um, it's probably not going to be a game I finish. It's probably not going to be... I, I did go back to it briefly. Because I remember I told you... Was it last weekend? The weekend before? I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, when I said about... like you, you, You'd kind of inspired me to jump back in. I did uh, reinstall it on the Xbox One. Because unlike my rental games, I did actually buy that. Probably a couple of years ago when it came out. Uh, I played it for about 15 minutes or so. And oh, you know when you play a game and you, and you think... Okay, I can see why this is great. I can see why people like it. But it's just not your type of thing that's just the immediate kind of re reaction i had because that's the, that's the same feelings i kind of had before a couple of years ago yeah. with carpet I, I brought it and i thought okay this has got a lot of critical claim it looks great i'm gonna step in and see what this is like and uh just just kind of never really clicked for me but like i said i can see i can see why people like it i can see why it's a great game and why it's uh done really really well and stuff but it's just not uh not quite my cup of tea which is which is you know completely fine so um i mean there's some dlc i think that's come out or coming out or whatever uh yeah. that should be that should be good has it come out already i haven't really like kept track of no of that, it's but, uh, uh well originally the dlc was actually going to be released last year but it's been delayed uh it hasn't okay. actually got an official release date um, but it's actually supposed to be this year, uh, a brand new character, a brand new world and uh, a few new bosses. Obviously, I'd imagine uh, there's probably going to be about five or six new bosses. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to playing the DLC. Cool. Um, but there's just no other games out there like that in terms of artistic style. It, mm-hmm. It's just it, it stands out from the crowd on how the game is presented. Um you know, even like the little film reel bits, you can hear the little crackling and all that, like them old classic yeah, 20s yeah. and 30s had. There's a lot of attention to detail, and that's what yeah. I really like about it. Yeah, you know, I, I like that touch as well, and you get the little film grain kind of thing on there, yeah. on there in the menus and stuff. Yeah, I can see uh, where that's kind of come from. So, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, like I said, great game, not, my, not quite my cup of tea, but if you enjoy it, then uh, that's great. So, because uh, you can play as, is it Cup? Head or Mugman? Is Mug- it Mugman? Mug- yeah. What's the uh, difference between them two? Because I never actually changed to the other one. I yeah. think I played just there's as Cuphead. There's there's actually no difference in their gameplay style. It's literally their animations. It's their animations when okay. they beat the boss and before a fight. Um, yeah, there's no there's no actual gameplay differences between the two. Okay. How about this new character? Who's that gonna? Uh, 
gonna well, be? it's going to be the Golden Chalice. She actually appears in the uh, there's three mausoleum stages in the game in which you have to kind of parry all the ghosts. The third one actually proved to be quite a challenge. Actually, uh, the Golden Chalice appears after you've done each of the mausoleum stages. She's going to be the uh, the third playable character. Uh, but again, I'm not sure if she's got her own powers. If there's going to be kind of any gameplay difference between her and the other two, um, I'm not sure. But you can clearly tell that the that Cuphead is clearly kind of modelled on Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. as well. You can yeah. tell from pants and yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, was just checking for a little bit in news just then. I, I, I do that sometimes during podcasts. I still pay attention a lot. I just kind of check uh, every now and then as people are talking. I uh, just want to throw in, I know we said we wouldn't do news in this and we'll, I'll talk about it again next week with Robert. Uh, the John Wick game called Hex uh, which is going to be like a click, not not click and play adventure like a Telltale game, but you sort of click on different things to make different things happen. Uh, came out on PC. I'm pretty sure it was some point last year. I don't quite remember. Uh, it's going to be coming to PS4 next month, so that's going to be really really cool. There is a trailer on PlayStation. I'm not going to watch it right now because we're in the middle of recording this, but uh, just saw that pop up and uh, wanted to uh, just bring that in. Um, so that should be pretty cool. It looked like a great game, and I was kind of disappointed at the time uh, that they said it was going to be on on PC. They never. I don't remember them saying exclusively PC. Obviously, it's, it's not uh, going to be that now. It's it's coming to PS4. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So we'll see. Uh, I'm assuming that's going to be for May then. So um, that should be pretty good. I'll check out the uh, trailer later on for that as well. So uh, we shall see. But. Um, yeah, like I said, I've already kind of explained uh, my side of Cuphead and that sort of thing. Um, the next game, I've got two other games written down and then we can do the most anticipated game kind of question, which we, we've we've talked about a few times before. It's something I like discussing, but uh, obviously we've got Barry here now as well, so we can kind of talk about that. Uh, Last of Us 2. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Uh, I might be wrong about this. I don't think there's anybody... Apart from, you know, Naughty Dog and Sony who are going to be making money from the game and enjoyed making it, I assume... In terms of people playing this game from a customer standpoint, which includes me, I I can't think of a way that somebody could be more excited for this game than I am. And that's I know there might be some people out there who possibly are more excited, but I I don't know. I'd I'd like to put myself at the very very top of that tree uh, in terms of uh, being excited for that game. I've talked about it multiple times. I love talking about this game because I'm really really excited for it. Uh, it's easily my most anticipated game, which I've talked about a lot of times before. Um, I think we talked about that on episode uh, 150 or some, something like that uh, a, a little while ago because we had me, Robert and David and we talked about our most anticipated game at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, Last of Us 2 going into it? It's supposed to be out the 29th of May if I remember correctly. Um, so yeah, how are you feeling going into Last of Us 2? I'm very excited for it. Probably not as excited as you are, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. I am very no, I'm very excited. Uh, Last of Us, you know, and that came out in 2013, seven years, seven years ago. And uh, yeah, this is a game that has spent quite some time in development. I thought the first game was great. I think it's one of the best games I've played probably over the last 10 years. Um, very good game and uh, very rich in narrative. I mean, this was a game that actually had a real story at its core. Um, I think Naughty Dog are actually a great developer. I think they've just kind of gone from strength to strength. You think, you know, they kind of crushed Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, Unchide, and Last of Us. And I thought it was a fantastic game. Uh, like I say, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler. I'm going to probably assume a lot of people have played it. But, uh, I mean, the game had me cry my little eyes out within 15 minutes. Right, the, the start. Uh, I, yeah. That was, I think that's one of the most emotional moments I think I've ever seen in a video game. Mm. certainly uh so yeah I'm, I'm really excited for this uh i've not watched all of the trailers or anything like that i haven't really watched that much of it uh but from what i have seen through screenshots and i've watched i think i've watched one trailer i mean it looks amazing visually it looks incredible and i'm just really looking forward to kind of seeing what direction this story goes in um you know i like the whole post-apocalyptic whether it's tv shows or films you know video games um because obviously they're actually making it into a uh, into a tv series yeah, now as yeah, well aren't they? i'm so excited for that we, we talked about that a few weeks ago on uh this same podcast of course um yeah, HBO, you've got the guy, uh, I can't remember his name quite, but uh, the guy that did Chernobyl, you've got Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, HBO, which in my opinion is one of the best uh, TV networks out there or streaming uh, uh, services out there. Um, like, if, if you were to tell, if you would ask me, like, okay, 
what would you have? I probably yeah. If you were to say okay, Last of Us Two, I probably would say yeah, H- HBO or Netflix or something like that. Um, but HBO kind of preferably. Um, and it's going to be, and they've got the deal with Sky Atlantic, so it's probably going to be on Sky Atlantic over here. Um, yeah, you got Neil Druckmann in there. Yeah, the, the, to me, when I, I remember when I looked at that first piece of news, and first of all, I was just shocked that that was even a title, that 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 I was even seeing that as a headline. Uh, Last of Us being developed into a HBO TV show, uh, and then looked at slowly, okay, Neil Druckmann and the guy that did Chernobyl and HBO and Last of Us, uh, and I thought, okay, the, the, to me, there's no red flags there at all. Um, sorry. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no like, okay, I'm not sure. There, there, there was nothing in there where I pointed out and went like, okay, I'm not sure about that. It was, it was. I just looked at all the bits of information and was like, okay, this is great, this is great, this is great. No red flags, and this is, you know, as far as my kind of opinion and stuff goes. So, uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to both that and the uh, the game, of course. Um, I kind of think in a way. So I was kind of thinking, okay, once Last of Us 2 comes out and we will play it, will there be a Last of Us 3? It obviously depends on how the game even ends. Um, I kind of do have this feeling that we'll get the second one, that will possibly be it, and then we'll just have the TV show after that. Which, you know, if the TV show continues for, let's say, five seasons or something like that, uh, that will be great as well. But uh, I suppose it depends on how the second one will end, which we don't know, obviously, because the game is still like a, a month or so away. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I went back the other day and was just, just in the mood to kind of look at that game again. And um, I watched the, I think it was the second gameplay, the one that they did, the, the one with uh, Donna and, uh, or Dana, Donna, um, and uh, Ellie, and them kind of navigating through the world and stuff. And what what kind of surprises me the most about that game is it literally looks like, okay, if you take the first Last of Us, and you just evolve it in in different ways. You've got the gun customization. You've got it, the way you can do just different bits of movement, like the dodging and stuff, and how you can like navigate between like cracks in the walls and different things like that. I know it might I know it might sound quite kind of like some uh, some more basic mechanics, but just when you look at that as opposed to the slightly more basic. I love Last of Us, the first one, of course, but the slightly more basic movement of the first game, and then you look at what your the slight differences of what you're able to do in the second game, and especially with, like, the enemy call-outs and stuff, like, hey, our, our friend has been killed, and they, they go over and look for him, or if one of them spots you, they chase you, and then they tell their their mates that they're with um, that, like, where, where you are, and that's going to feed into the gameplay really interestingly. Um so because i mean in in some games like you you'd shoot an enemy and the enemy would go over to that enemy's body and like not even kind of register that it's there and then they would just continue guessing where you are and looking for you um so it, lo- it looks like that's going to be a really really great feature as well so uh but yeah just wanted to bring up last of us 2 in this as well we'll probably mention it again i assume before the game comes out but uh i'm, I'm so excited for that game um and i would uh i would sorry, what was you gonna say no, I was just going to say the first game actually kind of suited a variety of play styles as well. I mean, yeah. you could go yeah. there with kind of guns blazing, but you could play it more stealthily. And for me, that was like one of the strategies of the game, actually. It's kind of because, you know, ammunition and so forth was quite scarce. You had to be really careful and kind of like make every bullet count. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I liked how it kind of, yeah, it, you know, you could play to your own style, much like the Metal Gear Solid franchise at times. You know, it wasn't all about stealth, but it could you could kind of write that blend of kind of action and stealth. Because um, I don't know about you, I found it. I found Last of Us quite challenging. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to the point of being like really, really hard. But I found it to be quite a quite a challenge in places, especially with the uh, what were they called, the clickers. Mm, yeah, and they could just grab you, and that was it. So. Oh, they were scary, weren't they? I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's basically kind of a, it's a survival horror in some aspects, isn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got some definitely uh, definite survival horror elements there. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I would openly challenge anyone to be more excited than uh, than me for this game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean we can all be excited, you know. But I I uh, believe I'm uh, top of the tree for that, which is great. I'm really excited for the game, and I'm trying not to set my expectations like ridiculously high because then you, you you never do kind of know. I mean, I've got you know full faith in everybody that's working on the game, but uh, sometimes you never do quite know. If I set the expectations too high, then uh, um, I could have like the slight disappointment, but I just don't. I don't really see a scenario where that even happens either. So we shall see at the end of next month. Um, and yeah, last game, Resident Evil Three. Uh, you haven't had a chance to play the demo because you actually had a bit of trouble installing the thing. I remember you, you were telling me about the the bar just kind of wouldn't go up. 
and that sort of yeah. thing. Uh, did you? I know you haven't quite played it, but did you manage to get it at least installed in the end? Uh, well, yeah, I felt like I'd entered the Twilight Zone because it wasn't actually <laughs> installing. Uh, I made about five, five or six attempts to install it. It wasn't installing for some strange reason. Uh, went back to it the following day, and it was it was working. Uh, unfortunately, I've not played the demo from start to finish. Uh, not because I don't like it, just I kind of got sidetracked with with other things. So I've only right. played it for a few minutes. Um, yeah quite excited for it uh i still think resident evil 3 nemesis the originals one of one of the best games in the franchise uh resident evil 2 is my my personal favorite that or resident evil 4 uh and the remake to resident evil 2 was great yeah and uh so it was inevitable that we were yeah it's inevitable that we were going to get this you know capcom said if resident evil 2 proves to be successful we're going to remake the third one and obviously game sales were great reviews were great so we we knew this was coming uh i'll be honest i didn't expect it to be coming so soon it's literally coming out just over a year after resident evil 2 yeah i actually thought there was the two remake was i think was it january last year yeah it was like a really really early game of uh last year yeah so um, um, from what I've seen, of it it, uh, yeah, it looks. I mean, visually, it looks great. Um, I, I've been hearing some stories, uh, you know, about the Nemesis because uh, obviously the Nemesis. I mean, the Nemesis is probably, excuse my term here, but he's probably the most badass character in the whole Resident Evil franchise. I mean, this is a guy that's basically been created to kill, hunt down Stars members. And even in the original Resident Evil 3, when it came out in 99, he was pretty challenging in that game. So as if he's not hard enough, um, well, you you know this, don't you? That apparently he can uh, resurrect zombies, I believe. Yeah, seen um, it uh, first time, it was, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, I did do the, uh, yeah, the Let's Play for it and that, which uh, I'll be doing as a Let's Play Sunday soon. But... Uh, yeah, I because uh, I'd heard about like oh he's the he makes you know Mister X look like a Disney character or a teddy bear or something. And I was like oh I I you know I I was going in thinking like okay this this guy will probably be quite dangerous and he, he gets his tentacles out and he resurrects a zombie I just killed and he pulls me across the floor with his tentacles and I'm running away and I'm injured and uh, yeah fun uh, fun the kind McFit. of uh, experience so yeah. He yeah. could do that before in the original game he could not do that so they've actually given him quite a few new things. Um, which is probably going to annoy and frustrate some people. Um, it's like you said, I mean, you know, some of the encounters with Mr. X in the Resident Evil 2 remake were, were pretty intense and quite frustrating at times, actually. Mm. Uh, but Nemesis looks to be, on paper, like three times harder. Um, but I think the key to Resident Evil, I mean, you, you've played you've played the remake, I haven't. I think the key to this game is is to try and conserve your ammo whenever you can, um, and try and uh, loot, loot, and try and find as many herbs and uh, ammunition as you possibly can. So not just kind of like zipping from A to B, but really kind of searching your surroundings. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. is the key. I think that's the key to like mo- a lot of survival horror games, really. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, I'll get sent it tomorrow. It's been sent today but uh i'd need to receive it if you know what i mean uh the the physical copy of it uh from my rental thing so uh, hopefully i get sent that tomorrow possibly tomorrow or thursday uh, sorry um saturday i don't know why i said thursday uh hopefully friday or uh, saturday i'll get that and um go through that and uh, have a good old time with nemesis i'm sure it'll be uh, perfectly fun and fine uh but um yeah i i do like how he's sort of you know you, if you played the second remake game or whatever you're kind of familiar with the difficulty of uh mr x and uh this is kind of an evolved and worse and more deadly kind of version of that so i'm looking forward to the challenge and just going in aware that like okay i could really potentially struggle with this but um i mean it seems like the most obvious strategy uh, yeah because you can't like shoot him or whatever i'm, I'm assuming in later parts when you actually try to kill him possibly or whatever I, I i don't know the full story of resident evil 3 but uh, i'm assuming you defeat him at some point and um yeah it, it's just gonna be a case of okay don't shoot him shoot the zombies maybe around him or whatever um but uh, just try to run away as best you can. So that's why it is kind of good to you know know the map a bit more and uh, know kind of where you're going to run and that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I am um, I'm uh, very curious to uh, to step into more of that. And I mean, yeah, like I've kind of kept saying 
about these 90 remakes, 90s sort of remakes. Uh, you've got Crash Bandicoot, you've had the Insane Trilogy and the uh, Crash Team Racing, which had the Nitro Fuel stuff added, but for the most part, it was the uh, Crash Team Racing remaster. You've had Final Fantasy VII now, you've had Resident Evil 2, uh, Spyro, Resident Evil 3, um, Medieval. It really does kind of amaze me. I know it's obviously because you're working in like a new engine for the most part and all that sort of thing, but when you just look at okay what those games looked like from the 90s and then you look at the either 2018 2019 2020 or whatever or 2017 with crash these newer versions of these games from the 90s it really is quite um a stark difference and quite a shocking kind of you you know you you look at the two different uh, just graphically wise uh graphically sorry um how different those versions of the game looks it's, it's incredible what you can what you can kind of do uh it's it's still something that's surprising me because if you look back and you see all these like pixelated versions of you know crash and spyro and resident evil and, and medieval and all these games and you look at just how incredible they look now i mean you look if, even if you look at um let's say resident evil 2 or 3 like the blood and then when you have blood on the walls and you've got um you can see like the, the the lights better in the streets and like reflections of different stuff and how detailed the characters look and then you go back and look at those games from the 90s it's uh, it's incredible what they're able to do and it's great as well i mean a lot of people complain about like oh you know in, instead of doing all these remasters and remakes we should be making new games um but i mean we are getting new games as well uh, we just said doom eternal and we're going to get some other stuff soon as well um i think just in terms of accessibility and making a arguably better and more accessible version of these older games for people that you know didn't necessarily grow up and play those games so for me things like resident evil 2 and 3 and final fantasy 7 and medieval some of the ones that i didn't play properly uh for like my kind of generation that's now more grown up and playing games properly and stuff uh to have those games coming through again and uh to just kind of get get to get to sort of relive that experience of playing those but in a modern better version i think is uh really really great so yeah what do, what do you think kind of comparing like the older versions of these same games to to what we kind of have now with the remasters and that um i'm actually all for the remakes if yeah. i'm honest yeah. uh the, the, the original resident evil is it's a classic it's a classic it was a great game for the playstation one uh it was really kind of the first big survival commercially successful survival horror game uh that launched a whole franchise but play it now like I say, it was a great game for its time. It's aged terribly. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, uh, it was very much kind of a product of its time. It's aged horribly. So when the remake came out, which started off as a say, um, as a Nintendo GameCube exclusive, it looked amazing. Same, same goes with Resident Evil 2. It's one of the best survival horror games out there. But, you know, for when it came out in 98, it looked great. But, you know, 20, 22 years have passed. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people out there. There's probably, you know, like you said, a new generation. There's going to be, there's going to be youngsters out there now, people probably in their late teens, whatever, that probably aren't going to play it because it doesn't look good or anything like that. So this is a way of, of, of introducing people to the franchise. And I think Resident Evil, um, has, has done great with, well, I would say I've not really played three yet, but the Resident Evil 2 remake was great. Uh, the Resident Evil in 2002, I think it was on the GameCube was a really good remake. Uh, like you say Crash, Spyro, all that. I think it's good. I think it's, I don't think we're being necessarily, I don't think it's become oversaturated with remakes i mean if you're going to remake a game that's maybe say only five years old 10 years old that's a bit different mm. but when we're talking about games that are 15 20 years old like final fantasy 7 like i say fantastic game does it look good now no it doesn't <laughs> no. look good now it's no. horrible now it's a classic but it looked fantastic when it came out mm. uh, the same can be said for films you know i can understand why you know, film directors, you know, why studios decide to have films remade, etc. But in all the entertainment medium, video games are the ones that seem to age quicker than films. Yeah, yeah. They, you can play a game from just 10 years ago and it looks kind of old now. Uh, they Technology with video games just seems to be rising at such an incredible rapid rate how game how games look so i think remakes are good i mean a franchise i'm not sure if i've said this before a franchise i'd like to see uh not necessarily remade but kind of brought back is dead space yeah uh, you'll have to ask uh ea about that one <laughs> yeah yeah 
because I'm like that was a really good survival. All right, admittedly the third game wasn't as good as the first two. It was still an all right game. It weren't bad and all that. But the first two were great survival horror games. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure why that franchise is... Because uh, I'd love, even if they just kind of re-released them, remastered them, or whatever, or to not necessarily do a fourth, but like I say, just, just have them re-released and whatever. Um, but I, I think because... I think the Resident Evil franchise in particular had to be rejuvenated. Mm. Uh, I oh, think yeah. Resident yeah. Evil was really good i know that's kind of the black sheep of the franchise for a lot of people the seventh one i really liked it i thought obviously it took the first person approach with that game but a lot of people like this doesn't feel very resident evil-esque you know and i I thought it was a really scary intense claustrophobic game but the game that came before it resident evil 6 uh i mean it's not even really worth talking about is it it's uh i mean resident evil 6 was like a massive disappointment uh i didn't really care for five that much i thought resident evil five was okay um but my problem with that franchise of resident evil was it that became too much of an emphasis on action as opposed to actual horror yeah yeah uh especially with the fifth game. and resident evil six it may as well have been called call of duty with zombies <laughs> It was like a third-person Call of Duty game, it felt at times. Um, so I think what they've done is a step in the right direction. I know they're, they're not doing Definitely. anything truly original here. I know that. They're, they're remaking games. But they're remaking two of the best games of the franchise. You know, yeah. and it's put Resident Evil up there again as a, as a you know, kind of a top-tier franchise at the moment because it kind of lost its way somewhat, I'd say. Um so uh yeah but basically i'm I'm, yeah i'm i'm all for remakes uh you played medieval didn't you i did it didn't really click with me it was it it was a good game uh and all that sort of thing um but it just yeah i i I played i i heard that that was only like three or five hours long i played about an hour or Mm -hmm. so and i was like okay i can see you know again this is you know if you grew up and played that game it's it's kind of for you but it just uh wasn't quite my cup of tea either so same kind of thing with uh, Spyro. It was I I was very very familiar with him and and had seen a bunch of the game, but uh, I sort of stopped after the uh, after the first one because I did get the um, I think it was called Reignited Trilogy uh, for for PS4 and just kind of yeah jumped into the second one. I was like okay, I think I'm I'm go- I I, I kind of had this feeling of like okay maybe I might go back to that and give it like a, a, another chance because there's all like the skateboarding missions that i i kind of never got to and uh and some other stuff but um i don't know mine that minus that i never had you know nostalgia for spyro and stuff it was always just a crash from from the 90s so um yeah of course i love the 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 insane trilogy and the uh the uh crash team racing um what's your favorite three crash oh three what's your three, favorite three, three is my favorite three. yeah three okay mm. Um, see a little bit getting into because we can get into that conversation. Um, yeah, because obviously I think I think one's probably the worst of them, but one's the more easily the more basic of them. You can't even do like a double jump or a multiple spin or anything like that. It's just basically jump, move, and spin once. Um, but it was obviously it, it was the start of the franchise and that, and obviously they just they started a bit more basic. Um, two, I think I think two definitely improves on things. Obviously, you get a few more abilities and that. Uh, I still think two two is a great game. I think with three though, and the other abilities you get, and uh, some of the levels in three are really great. A lot of the complaints I hear about three is like, oh, you can just get the bazooka out and uh, complete the levels. You can. That's not a fun way to play the game though. Plus. If you're doing time trials, there's no way you have time to stop and uh, shoot all those boxes and enemies and, and stuff with with the bazooka. That's just not gonna happen. You can barely do it when you're when you're running full speed anyway. Let, let alone when you're stopping and aiming with the bazooka. Because uh, that's that's the major complaint I hear about three is that it's got some kind of gimmicky stuff. And I I can see why some people say that, but I just don't quite agree in the same way. I think three's a three's a really great game. So. I think with the third game, they uh, they definitely threw a lot more variety into the mix. Yeah, as no, well. No, you've no, got no. the jet ski level. You've obviously every every crash game in the in the trilogy has its kind of run levels, doesn't it? You have the mm. kind of the uh, on the uh, the hog in the first game. Um, the second game, you're on a baby polar bear, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yep. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I always found them levels really fun, actually, when you're being chased by something. I always found them levels really fun. Yeah, you got um, the um, the ball as well, like the Indiana, Indiana Jones style Indiana thing Jones, from... Yeah. That's, e- that's either the second one or the third one. Uh, I found that really first? good. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think there was a um, first one. Third one, yeah, I remember there was, you're actually a moment, a level where you're being chased by a dinosaur, a triceratops as well. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that was a like section of one of the levels uh, from three because then you jumped on that little dinosaur and you kind of hopped around on him, kind of Yoshi style. I thought that was fun. So, um, what was the other thing I was gonna gonna mention? I think there was one other game I was gonna mention, but uh, I didn't write it down. So, uh, oh yeah, I just remembered the because uh, we obviously talked about yesterday the remasters for Super Mario Sunshine and uh, sixty four are good at getting uh, remasters for Switch, and you wanted to kind of talk about those games a little bit, the uh, Mario uh, games. Yeah, well, Sunshine, I have to admit, I've never actually played. I know it's a popular Mario game, but I've never actually played it. Uh, Super Mario 64, uh, yeah, on the N64, um, that was a good game. That was a really good game. And, you know, I think I might have told you before that I don't think I really expected it to be a good game because you kind of think, you know, Mario, that was Mario's first kind of venture into 3D. You know, Mario had always been two, you know, 2D platformers. And surprisingly, it was it was really good. So, no, I'm 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 more than willing to, you know, I'd certainly play play a remaster, even if it's not necessarily a remaster, a re-release, because, it, you know, it was a good game. Um, I'm not sure if it's Super Mario Galaxy on the list, because that, that was a really good game. Uh, didn't, I didn't see that in the list. Uh, I remember seeing 64 and Sunshine in there. But uh, who knows if those two remasters are successful. I don't see why they wouldn't do uh, Galaxy as well, because a lot of people like that one, I think. So Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really good. I mean, what what's the game to put you on the spot here? What's a game from, say, I don't know, 15 years ago, or, or you know, if not longer, what's a game you'd like to see remade? Um, probably some of those Tony Hawk games, I think. Uh, the the uh, Tony Hawk's, was it pro- the, the one that was on the, the PS1? I can't remember the exact name. Because um, yeah. you've, got, you've got that classic um, uh, skating, le- like the, it was like the indoors skating level, and you had the um, American song in there. I can't remember the exact, the exact name of the song but that's like one that's uh, popular with a lot of people um I, I'd like to see that kind of get remastered uh but other than that like games from kind of that long ago I mean we, we'd all love to see Metal Gear Silent Hill uh get uh, remade and stuff but that's obviously up to Konami and uh, they don't seem to want to do anything meaningful with the those franchises other than the the uh, Castlevania TV show and some other things but in terms of Metal Gear like I I, I don't know what they what they're doing and uh, obviously Silent Hill as well uh, so I I'd probably like to see those three get remasters yeah. um but uh, I I've got I'm firmly in the camp of okay don't expect that to happen so I mean, there, there's money to be made there from Konami if they go, hey, Metal Gear One through Four or whatever you you had, because Metal Gear Solid Five was on uh, PS4, wasn't it? Because you had uh, Fat and Pain and that. Yeah, because I, I remember playing that on the Xbox One. Uh, so if you if they were to turn around and go, hey, Peace Walker and Metal Gear Solid One through Four and that going to be remastered for PS4 or Xbox One or even PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X, I think that would that would be really great. But they just they're so stubborn at the moment with. Uh, anything that they're really doing uh so other other than those like you know i've got my crash stuff back final fantasy is making kind of a comeback with seven and you've got the resident evil 2 and 3 remake so um yeah that's pretty much my answer to that question i suppose but uh, i I, i'd love to i mean i'm not like a massively into skateboarding and stuff but skateboarding games are kind of fun and i would love to uh go back to some sort of um tony hawk kind of stuff how about for you well, uh, one of the franchises would be one you've just mentioned, actually, Silent Hill. Mm, uh, yeah. I miss Silent It's It's been a long time since we've had a Silent Hill game, and it's been a long time since we had a really good Silent Hill game. Uh, Silent Hill 2, you know, 2001, PlayStation 2, uh, still one of the best survival horror games of all time. Um, I'd love to see a remake to that, or just a reboot, just to kind of reboot the franchise in some way or other. Um you know the the original. If if I was to be specific, I'd like to see the original Silent Hill, which came out in '99. Again, like Resident Evil, the first one. It, you know, you look at it now; it's very dated. Do you know what I mean? It could, you know, it's it's yeah, very yeah. It, it look, yeah. So to see that, to have that remade, 
because I've always I've always loved Resident Evil. I've always loved Silent Hill. Uh, I find Silent Hill to be the scary of the two because of its kind of emphasis on psychological horror as opposed to just kind of jump scares. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of them games. Silent Hill always kind of kind of gets under your skin. Um, and like I say, I mean, the last one we had was, I believe it was Silent Hill Downpour. And that was released, oh, that must have been around about 2008, I think. Around well, yeah, because yeah. other than PT, the uh, 2015 demo, which got cancelled and pulled off the PlayStation Store. Other than that, I think Downpour, yeah, was probably the most uh, recent actually released game. Because obviously PT was just it's a demo. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, really, because you know from what I saw of it, a lot of potential there. It was kind of taking Silent Hill back to its roots. Mm. Um, it looked it looked very it looked very creepy. It looked scary, and unfortunately, you know, yeah, the game the game got cancelled. But another franchise, uh, Capcom, could kind of do what they're doing at the moment because uh, they've got another survival horror game franchise, and that's Dino Crisis. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, there was three of them. Who knows? Uh, possibly. Um, they could probably... There was three Dino Crises. I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to see one of them. To see one of them remade. Now, the thing is, Resident Evil 4... There's people saying, ask, you know, should Resident Evil 4 be remade? Uh, that is one I disagree on. Um, I'm not sure if you... Have you played Resident Evil 4? No, no. Because that was the first game in the franchise that gave us the kind of over-the-shoulder view that we get in the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake. Right. Um, and it still it still looks pretty good now. I think it came out in 2004, 2005. To me, it's not really old enough. To me, it's not old enough to be remade. I don't think it really needs a remake, Resident Evil 4. I mean, it kind of gets me back to the point of, I think when your game's only like 10 years old or so, you know, it, it, it still holds up quite well now. So I don't think, and it, you know, it's regarded by many to be one of the best in the franchise. I mean, I think that's when the franchise kind of did a little more towards action. I mean, there's horror in there, definitely. You know, it's still quite scary in places. Um, but I, that's what I don't want to see remade. I don't want Capcom to come out and say we're remaking Resident Evil 4. Okay. I really don't. If you if you're gonna remake something, then well, they've already done the first one. That's the thing. Where do they go from here? Um, I can only really think Resident Evil Code Veronica or a Dino Crisis. Yeah, e- either that or Resident Evil Eight, probably. So, uh, well, like the oh, yeah, next. Sorry. Yeah, 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 including that, which I, I I'm really looking forward to actually to see what they're gonna do with mm. Resident Evil Eight because I'm hoping they kind of keep it the first person. I'm hoping they kind of keep it along that route, but I'm not sure because I know there were, there were a lot of people complaining about they didn't like it because it was first person and that. But they try, you know, they tried something new. Do you know what I mean? And uh, for me, it worked. But he, 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 even in that game, as scary as it was, you know, towards towards the end of the game in that, there was definitely kind of a, a more of an emphasis on action mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of uh, you know actual horror, but. Uh, because I don't really take to horror. I, I love survival horror games, but I don't know about you, man. My my heart can't take it half the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like what they've done with Resident Evil Two and uh, what they're doing with Three. So we shall see. Yeah. Uh, but one kind of note I wanted to add to the whole Silent Hill thing. You, you'd kind of if if Konami looked at the situation and thought like, okay, Capcom are doing all this great stuff with Resident Evil, right? They could, like, couldn't they come back with... I, I know what you said, like, it isn't the same type of horror, but it's still... They could they could basically compete with them on, you know, horror video games uh, and come back and say, yeah, we're going to do Resident Evil... Uh, Resident Evil, sorry. Uh, Silent Hill 1, 2, 3, or whatever games are out there and try to compete with um, Capcom with Resident Evil stuff. But, uh, yeah, like I said, they just seem to be kind of uh, radio silent mostly at the moment. So, I mean, the only thing they've come out recently and said... Uh, okay, we have kind of sort of plans for Silent Hill and stuff, but obviously the the rumours about Sony buying the three IP um, from them uh, wasn't true and stuff. So yeah, we'll just have to see what they do. Uh, but uh, at the moment, obviously, we do have the um, Resident Evil remakes to uh, look forward to as of well this week. So 
we shall see. Um, but uh, that's all the games and stuff I wrote down. We talked about a bunch of different stuff. Talked about uh, Mario and uh, remasters and, and some other stuff and games we're looking forward to. I think we've kind of already answered the question. But uh, most anticipated game for me is still Last of Us Part 2. Um, I think for you is probably Final Fantasy 7. I think those are our full answers to those that question still. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I think Resident, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy VII, Last of Us Two, and then to kind of complete the top three, off the top of my head, I'm probably going to say, yeah, I think I'm going to probably have to say Resident Evil Three. Cool. I think that's yeah, top three. Cool, nice. Uh, yeah, that's what we've got for you for episode 200, part two. Uh, just a bonus, a uh, uh, bonus special kind of uh, episode to put in. Uh, Barry, thank you for joining me for this uh, special episode. And uh, Barry, Barry will be back for something else soon. We've got a couple of other things we're kind of planning, but uh, you'll of course see those in uh, in due time, in uh, w- w- when the time is right, that sort of thing. So uh, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. So, um, but uh, yeah, you can of course find everything that we've got on uh, entertainmenttalk.org. Of course, we've got lots of things that uh, we're doing at the moment. Lots of different reviews this week. Of course, I debuted the new skip and don't skip kind of uh, format for reviews and stuff. So check that out and let me know what you think of that new format and everything. Um, and just uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Walking Dead still got uh, at least one episode at the moment to go. Uh, Better Call Saul we're doing. Uh, Westworld we're still doing. Uh, film reviews and footballs obviously paused at the moment due to what's going on in the world. Um, but uh, yeah, still lots of things for you to look forward to from us uh, that we're doing at the moment. So entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find all of that. Uh, just to throw David's stuff in here as well. Of course, if you want to find out if, when and where your favourite TV shows are coming back. And to find out uh, new film reviews and that sort of thing. Uh, geektown.co.uk uh, is where you can find out all that sort of stuff. And of course, if you want that in weekly podcast format, uh, Tuesdays Geek Town Radio gets released. So look out for it on Tuesdays. Uh, if you search for Geek Town on podcast uh, platforms you can find it on there and you can of course also find the podcast on geektown.co.uk uh, if you want to support this podcast and support entertainment talk we're on patreon please check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers uh, amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra uh, itunes feeds please rate review subscribe to them like i said just search for entertainment talk and for geektown on your favorite podcast platform uh, or search for us online and things like that uh word of mouth of course please tell people that you know about the website and your itunes feeds uh, so that they can uh, discover the content as well social media uh please share them on facebook and twitter and if you can put them in different facebook groups and lastly to watch us on different streaming places and twitch and mixer and that uh me david and uh robert uh sorry me david and bex stream on twitch and robert streams on mixer and look out for let's play sundays as well look out for that resident evil let's play that i'll be posting soon as well where i face nemesis for the first time so look out for that Uh, thank you all very much for listening Barry thank you for joining me and we will see you next time goodbye